hey, welcome back to A Story to Tell. We are in the grieving um, episode. This is going to be part two of grieving part um, of our grieving episode. We felt like um, after our last one that we just needed um, more perspectives and more kind of area to kind of go into. And so um, we want to do that today. Basically, I taught the whole last episode, so uh, no. Uh, we didn't get to Allie's part uh, of the story, and we wanted to have that chance to kind of throw that back. And uh, we, we talked about a lot of uh, different stuff, so if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back and listen to it before you finish this one, just to, just to kind of give you uh, the the understanding of what we've already dealt with. Because if you just hear this one, you'd be like, hey, well, what about this? But we talked a lot about grief with uh, the loss of a loved one. Uh, and that is that is a very normal thing that mm-hmm. most everybody will go through at some point in time or everybody will face it depending on how yeah. uh, you deal with it. But uh, we talked about that uh, because during the last episode, it was close to uh, the anniversary of uh, my brother's passing. And so uh, we spent a lot of time talking about that. Uh, and, uh, we felt like it was uh, decent stuff. So definitely check that one out. But uh, today we want to uh, continue talking about grief and and what that looks like, how do we allow that in our lives, and uh, we want to look at it from from some different perspectives. Well, and we talked about it last time, and I don't want it to be like, well, we didn't get to my story, but like the, the thing is, is, you know, we talked about loss, and we obviously, we didn't touch on all of loss. I feel like we could talk about that and, and have a whole, you know, podcast just on loss and grief and everything that goes along with it, but... um. I think we really touched on the idea of and what really stood out to me is when you're telling the story of your mom and your dad and whenever they didn't hear the heartbeat and having just a day of ultimately like just silence because if they didn't talk about it, then it wasn't real. Yeah. And I feel that that is so much in our lives apart from loss of a loved one to just loss of self, loss of um, just expectations, loss of, um, you know, you know, it could be a personality that you're wanting to have or a, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like a um, even a status, a maybe a status. Yeah, um, you know, expectation of like what other people think of you, and um, there's there's just so much that can go into loss, and a lot of times we kind of suppress and um, go into that denial. If I don't bring light to it, if I don't, you know, um, put a flashlight to it, then yeah. Um, no one will see it. You yeah. know, I can keep it in the dark. And then how long can I keep it in the dark until um, it just like rears its ugly head and becomes like cancerous, right? Yeah. Like if if I have cancer and I never go to the doctor, does cancer go away? No. <laughs> like, but that's so often yeah. of what we do with things in our lives of like, when it comes to like mental health or it comes into like just areas of our life of like, if 
if I have something and I know that it can be treated, but I never go to the doctor to get it healed, then I'm just going to expect that it will magically go away. Yeah. And then you add the aspect of faith to it and have the aspect of, well, I can pray it away or I can, you know, the Lord, you know, and his divine power. Yes, he can do all things. Yeah. But a lot of times we're like, well, my faith isn't strong enough if this doesn't go away. And so a lot of times we talked about like how we grieve differently in our last episode and how like someone and maybe even in the same situation or the same circumstances or whatever the case may be, they may may be on different parts of their journey, different parts of the trail. We've kind of talked about that on some of our other podcasts. They may feel like their faith isn't strong enough because they're not far enough on the journey. And I don't want people to hear that because that is not at all. It just means that you are just not in that part of that process yet. It has nothing to do with your faith. It just means that you're still healing, you're still working through, and you're still dealing. And as long as you're communicating that with the Lord, then your faith is still strong. And so it has nothing to do with lack of faith or... or, um, or enough faith um, in that aspect of it. But I think the key there is that you, as long as you're still communicating that with God. Communicating, for sure. uh, And that's the thing is we, as long as you're doing something about it, it, it's okay. Now, some people won't understand your grieving process and... Uh, some people won't always look and go, they'll be like, well, why don't they just get over that? Or why don't they just deal with this? Or why don't they just stop doing those things or whatever the process may? Because I've seen that from the outside, people not understanding why other people still struggle with this. Mm-hmm. But that all goes back to what we talked about and the fact that people do grieve differently. Um, and don't think that your process is going too slow because it's not over. Mm-hmm. Yet, uh, don't don't think that you are behind, or that you're not um, where you're supposed to be, or that your faith is not strong enough because you're not where somebody else expects you to be, mm-hmm. uh, or where you want to be. Yeah, oftentimes <laughs> even where you want to be, uh, and we we have to stop letting others dictate. Um, our journey, in a, in mm-hmm. a sense, uh, especially when it comes to to grief and how we handle that, we we have to uh, allow those that are going to love us to be there because we mm-hmm. challenged y'all with that in the last episode of definitely let those people be there. But those that that don't understand, those that aren't willing to understand, probably don't need to be a part of that process uh, of grief because oftentimes that hurts our progress when people mm-hmm. look and go. Well, why aren't you just over this? Why can't you just accept yeah. this? Why can't you just move on? Because I'm not there yet. And yeah. and, and those okay. people don't understand that. It is okay. Yeah. But they often don't understand that that's just where you are in the process. Yeah. So we talked about um, essentially like bringing things to light. And I know for me and my story and being very vulnerable that is my story (laughs) that if I bring it to light then it will be real 
if I say it, if I speak it, if I um, give any kind of acknowledgement to it, then I'm giving worth or value to it. And um, it hurts me so much. And so like I can't give worth or value to it. Um, and so I deny and I deny and I deny and I push down and I suppress and I push it away and, um, and then it rears its ugly head and, um, I'm like, oh, well, I can't talk about it because, um, then I'm giving, you know, again, it's, it's that, that, um, value to it. And, and then if I, um, allow it to kind of come into my world, then it, um, is here and it's present and um, I can't allow it to be present because I don't want to go through it again. Um, yeah. And I think that's part of that acceptance aspect of, well, if I bring it up, then I have to relive it and reliving it. I don't want to. And so that sucks. And so I think you can talk about that in so many different aspects of life. But for me, um, in my past of having to, to walk through, um, different levels of, of, of abuse and to, um, have a particular person, um, that was in the military, um, sexually abused. And then for seven months of my life, I had the physical and emotional and verbal abuse of him and um, just the torment that all of that brought. And I'm saying this for the very first time in public if this ever gets out in this podcast. But um, for me, that is giving strength, value, and worth to um, something that I despise and I hate. And so I forever and still struggle to this day. If I bring, um, if I bring it up, if I talk about it, then it becomes real. And if it becomes real, then it's here and it's now. And so much of my story was to, um, to fight and to protect and to, um, try to hide, because that was the only way that I knew to be safe. And um, so if I talk about it and bring it up, then I'm no longer safe. I am vulnerable. I am open for exposure. I'm open to be reheard again. I am open um, for him to come. Um, that's part of like this whole podcast too of like, um, Josh is very, like, you're very, um, like, I will tell anybody everything. <laughs> and me, I'm like more like, low-key I'm going to keep everything just a need-to-know basis and uh, I'm an open book yes so I'm very much like I've got to protect and just give you just what you need because there's a small hint in the back of my head of like this person is going to be out there and they're going to be listening and they're going to find me and they're going to come and they're going to hurt my family and this is 15 years later and 16 years later and, um, I still have that like every day of, I've got to protect me. I got to protect my family. I got to protect me. I got to protect my family. <laughs> and so the less that people know, the, the less that is out there, like somehow like I can protect myself. And so if I bring light to it, if I, 
um, talk about it, then it becomes real. And so I can't ever even begin that whole grieving process because that's the way that I know to be safe. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things, and you know me, I'm a numbers guy, also mm. open book slash numbers guy. Um, you you keep saying that when you talk about it, it brings worth or value to something that doesn't deserve worth or value. Correct, yeah. Help me under in understanding all of this. Is there such thing as a negative value? Because obviously in the world of numbers, there are positive and negative numbers. If you work in finances, um, there's... Okay, I don't work in math. I, know, I understand that. <laughs> but there are people who may listen who understand numbers. Okay. And for my number mind to, to work, you say a sign of value. Uh, mm-hmm. We can put any value on anything. But it can also be a negative value. Does that help? Uh, is that not possible? Because if you just talk about it, it's just automatically there's a uh, a worth or a value that gets assigned to that in your in your mind. Or can you change that narrative to where uh, when I talk about this, I talk about it in a negative light because that's exactly what it is, and they don't deserve that instance, that moment. All of that trauma doesn't deserve any positive value, understandably. So is there a way of assigning something different? And there's probably people screaming in the back because they already <laughs> know the answer because they've walked through same things, similar mm-hmm. things that you have. And uh, there's like, no, there's no way there's a value. But uh, enlighten me on on that. You say value, but is there a positive or a negative uh, way to assign that? I think... For me, and I'm I'm thinking through this as as you ask asking it. If it it's taken me forever to even say his name, I'm not going to say his name for the sake of yeah, you don't security. Have to. You definitely don't have to. But so even in that, I feel like assigns value. And I agree with you that there, I feel like there are times that I'm probably in a better mindset. And that that's probably a lot of it is just where my mindset is and, yeah. and the perspective that I have. There are definitely days and I feel like there are days when I'm probably more angry and I'm in that angry part of my grieving that I can say that he deserves nothing and he deserves everything negative. Yeah. And I still agree with that. I I will tell you that I hate him to this very day and you're not supposed to hate anybody from a Christian perspective, but I very strongly dislike him and I'm still working on the forgiveness aspect of of a lot of things, um, knowing that the Lord will judge him one day, (laughs) Um, if not already. Uh, but for me, I would say that he has no worth or value. He doesn't deserve that. Yeah. But because of everything that he has stolen from me, he has gained all of it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's kind of like a double-edged sword for me because... For me to say that none of it um, 
it's all negative is also saying that I'm just kind of um, reinstilling the idea that that he is right and all the lies that he told me that I was worthless and that I had no value and that mm. I was all the things that he told me that I was. Um, and so I think that, again, if I say that all of it was negative, then I'm also saying that he was right. Yeah. And so again, it's like, I know that's wrong. I know that's a wrong mindset to have. So I would just rather not talk about it. But I know that in this whole podcast, a story to tell is that we know that we need to share, that we all have experiences that we go through and um, parts in our lives that we feel alone and mm. feel that... Um, uh, that we are not worth anything and that we don't have value and um, that we're better off alone. And we know that those are lies. And to me, to me, it's just, you talk about that worth and the value and, and, and obviously you and I have discussed this. Um, to be honest, I, I learned his name, what, maybe a year ago? Mm. Um, and, and so that is, that is this That's process. part of my better journey. <laughs> I know this is part of that process and understanding grief. And, um, there, there's, there's so much that we've, I, I knew about the instance. I did not know his name because it was not spoken. It's still not spoken. Uh, we, we do have those conversations for us, but, um, it, it's one of those things that you talk about, um, Obviously, there is a massive loss in this because of what he took uh, from you mm-hmm. and and all of this. But the lies, uh, I, I just I kept sitting on that. The lies, the lies, the lies that he told mm-hmm. you, and the beauty of the beauty of scripture. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chance that people who are sitting out there, who people who are listening to this, or people who go through the very same things that you have faced, that have heard these same lies, there's a chance that they don't know this. But the beauty of Scripture is that the only time those lies are evident are when Satan is speaking himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because there is a Creator, there is a God who does not assign that value to anybody because He loves all of His creation. Uh, Brother Shannon likes to talk about the whosoever's and the fact mm-hmm. that we are, each and every one of us are that whosoever in John three sixteen, a whosoever that he would give up his only son. He would give his life in ours, mm-hmm. in place of ours. And so obviously there is great worth, there is great value, there is so much that he puts on your name and my name that obviously defeats those lies but grief doesn't allow us to see that sometimes. Mm. Grief doesn't allow us to sit there because of the guilt, the shame, the yeah. the lies, all of that that goes into that. Right, and I think that's that's the part of why it's so important to, you know, speak 
the truth of it, to speak about it in general, even though if it makes it real or not, we have to get to a point where we can speak about it because that allows us to step back from it and say, these are the things that I was told. I know that they are lies because I know that now through my journey and my process, but for a very long time, those were were not lies to me. Those were truths. And that was what I believed, that I did deserve all those things, that I I did things to deserve them. I I created everything. I it, everything was I I I and none of it was on him. So you talk about like the positive and the negative. That's part of my process of if I shed light onto it, then I have to create of okay, yes, there may have been things that I messed up on and that it didn't turn out so great. But there are a whole heck of a lot of things that I didn't deserve and that they can be in the negatives. And so I think that that kind of, because it is one big giant story in itself, I create it under one lump sum of positive and negative for your positive and negative values there. I'm not completely math. math. (laughs) Um, But... I think that's where I struggle in my grieving process of assigning the value of of believing the lies for so long. And I know that they are lies, but I have to tell myself daily that they are lies and that I am worth so much more than what he ever told me that I was or what he ever um, took from me or could take from me and can take from me, um, that my value goes way beyond all of that. And I know that in in Christ. But from a worldly perspective, you know, you go in through just the grieving of the actual trauma itself, and the different triggers and stuff that come mm. up. And, you know, I can sit there and I can beat myself over the head for allowing a trigger to happen as if I have control over that emotional yeah. body response. And that's, I don't, I don't have that. My body went through something and therefore is going to have an emotional um, response to. Um, a similar situation or a similar feeling and it's going to respond in order to protect itself. And I know that, but everything in me, you know, we kind of talked about this in our last episode with grief is that I expect myself to be further along on my journey Hmm. to be able to combat that body response. Yeah. And if I go back to my cancer <laughs> acknowledgement that like, you know, there's someone who has cancer and who's, you know, started their chemo treatment, they're, you know, a couple of chemos in and they expect that the cancer to be gone. Yeah. And that's not realistic, but no. somehow my realistic <laughs> expectation is that, you know, I've started this journey and process and, um, and, and healing and, I 
am affected in one way or another. And therefore I don't give myself grace in in the grieving process. And so I shove it back down even more so. And so yeah. I don't put light on it again because if I bring light to it, then I'm weak. And if I'm weak, then I'm not strong. And if I'm not strong, then I'm more vulnerable to him coming back and attacking. Yeah. That is my whole mindset. One of the things that, that I want to, I would like to, to see if, um, if this is, and obviously you answer it ever how you want to, but, uh, one of the thing I'm processing this and, and looking at, uh, the potential for, for people that, that will listen to this and helping them understand is their, their journey may, they may not be, like you said, 16 years away from it, mm-hmm. um, but obviously, you're still walking through this. Some of the healing process is newer yeah. uh, than those 16 years. But sure. uh, a question that I have in, in all of this is, did other new relationships, and I'm not just talking about mine and in our marriage, but um, did other relationships help uh, with that, uh, getting past some of that? Because obviously, as you enter into a relationship, you generally, hopefully, if it's a healthy relationship, and I know that's that's a, another topic there, but if you mm-hmm. enter into a healthy relationship, uh, generally, you find some worth or some value in a positive mm-hmm. light for yourself because, hey, there's somebody here that wants to spend time and money on me. Mm-hmm. Um, does that help in that process? How long does that last? Does what? I, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm trying to just just to see because if somebody is fresh, then they may be thinking that's that's all I need. But what's the truth with that? So it is not necessarily the truth. Um, I think you have to find it within yourself. It's not what others can give you. Um, I think that's the part of, of being and knowing that you find who you are for yourself and not who other people can create in you Yeah. or for you. Relationships. I... I did the very wrong thing of what I knew through my journey now. I've 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 learned this in this process that I did what I could at the time because that's all I knew to cope. Yeah. And so I ran to guys. I ran to alcohol. I ran to things to try to fill a void, um, to try to numb um, the pain and the hurt and uh, the sense of fear. And the further and further I got into a relationship with someone, if I knew it was getting serious, I ended it. Because I felt like I was no longer in control. Yeah. And the moment that I felt like I was with someone or that it could potentially um, be be something, I I jumped on the wagon of everything is purely physical. Everything is purely... Um, my worth and value 
from uh, what I knew was true at the at that time, and I know is not true now. But at the time, that is what I felt like was true. Yeah. And there are moments, and even in those those dating scenarios, that I would even become triggered, and um, I quickly would push away and shut down, and um, that dating relationship would be done (laughs) in in a heartbeat, and it was nothing that they would do or or didn't do or whatever, Um, but I had to be in control in all aspects um, because I was out of control in so many other ways, and so it was the only way I knew to be um, safe. So how did I make it past that? You were the first one to... And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but giving hope and light to those that may listen that have gone through this, how do you eventually let somebody past those walls, those barriers? Jesus. (laughs) Lots (laughs) of Jesus. (laughs) Sunday school answer. Um, You were the first person in my dating relationship to ever drive my car. And, um, after the situation and, um, that was huge for me because I was fully out of control and, um, to allow you to care for me and to, um, see me and love me beyond anything that I could create. A lot of it, I think is just just Jesus. Like, I don't have a whole lot of explanation except for the fact that I think that I finally got to a point where I realized that the things that I was doing, um, wasn't really who I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, it wasn't helping. Um, it would numb for, for a moment or or a season or a time. Um, the momentary feeling of of worth or value even from alcohol or from a guy or, you know, whatever, like, party I was at um, or just whatever the case may be, none of it had enough, um, enough. None of it had enough. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, But I think that you saw past I didn't have to be anybody I could be me and um, you weren't looking for anybody else I didn't have to put on the front I didn't have to um, be intimate Yeah. I didn't have to um, drink to have a good time with you <laughs> Um, I, I liked you, you know, and, um, we could have fun, uh, without making it anything else. So I think when things would come up, I was able to push past them knowing that I felt like you could be okay with them, Yeah, that you could see me and be okay. Because I felt like a lot of the other ones, if I triggered or if I reacted in a certain way, I felt like they couldn't protect me. 
And I yeah. felt like you could protect me because you're so strong. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that's it. I'm sure that's it. But it, and it's the crazy thing is going through all of that. I had no idea. That's that stuff that I learned before we got engaged. Obviously, you you let me into you at least let me like you pull back a little bit of the curtain and let me see into the window mm-hmm. of some of the stuff. And I didn't realize. Everything and still, still learning stuff to this day. Me too. Um, as you, <laughs> as you walk through this process, and I tell you what, I mean, it's 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 one of those things that if you have somebody in your life that that is grieving, uh, there'll be things that you don't understand mm. that you just got to be okay with, and that that's part of this journey that I'm learning is. I look and I've got lots of questions and and sometimes I ask those questions when I get frustrated mm-hmm. and and we talk about those things we walk through that and and we have grown so much and that that's the crazy part is we have grown so much uh closer throughout all of this process because I think for once we're both finally communicating the way we're supposed yeah, to Yeah <laughs> and 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 we're letting each other in we're I'm not afraid for you to see my fears with this process mm. and you're doing the same for me. And and we talk about those things and uh, there's moments that I don't understand and we have those conversations. We ask those questions and um, there's been lots of grace on both mm-hmm. sides. Um, lots of grace. And so I want to encourage anybody that's listening, if you have somebody who who's walking through anything, any kind of past trauma and and they're they're doing their best to uh figure things out. Just just be there. Mm. Just be there. Be present. Um the 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 thought that comes to mind was the question where are you? Ayeka. Yes. Uh mm. that that's been a big thing for me over the past few weeks in, in a devotion that I did and God asked that question in Genesis chapter 3. He asked mm-hmm. Adam, he says, where are you? Mm-hmm. Um, not because he didn't know the answer, not because he needed something from him, but because he wanted to spend time with him. He asked him, he said, where are you? Mm-hmm. And it was more in a sense for Adam to look and go, where am I in relation to you, God? And a part of this journey... Um, we have tried our best to communicate of, hey, we need to be together. Uh, we need each other. Yes, there are times that that Allie s- steps back to process, and uh, and it's great. I, I try to give her as much of that time as I can, but she, there's also... And I have to have grace in that for myself because I have expectations that I want to be present, and because I already feel like I'm not present in so many times that whenever I feel like I need to process, I have to have grace in the in the aspect of if I don't step back and process, then I'm not going to be fully present anyway. Yeah. And so I'm I'm a better person. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mother. Um, whenever I can step back and process and um, continue to grieve and yeah. continue to learn how to be. And that, I mean, you you have you have two young ones. Uh, we have a third in in the house, and and that's uh, some of you understand that situation. That are listening, some of you are like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Uh, We're no, not it's not, not really a surprise there with with all of that stuff. So uh, that that may be one of the stories that we tell one day. Yeah. Um, but 
even as a mom, I've watched that battle that that you want to be there for the kids, and uh, they've they've shown a lot of grace and mercy, mm-hmm. and they they're very understanding. And um, but you got to take care of yourself. You, you've got yeah. to be healthy to be able to love people like we're called to love people. And so uh, we got to give that grace to one another. And that's just that that's been such a big thing through all of this. Is grief is so different for everybody. Mm. Uh, I will grieve differently than you do, and those of you that are listening probably grieve differently than either one of us, and Mm -hmm. we may not always understand it, but as part of loving other people as we're commanded to do, we have to allow it. We have to allow people to grieve the way they need to grieve, let them walk their process. They may be miles ahead of us, or they may be light years behind. That's okay, as long as they are moving forward as long as they are progressing in that you can't rush it Mm because when you rush it it seems like you just push it down even more and it seems like you don't deal with the things that you're supposed to deal with and so healing doesn't come if grief grieving is not done properly so let me ask you i know through some of this um like as as I've been trying to grieve and you have been gracious and allowing me to do that. And I'm still working through that. Don't hear me. I'm not done and not close. It's a process. Yeah. But um, I say that with a big deep breath and that. <sighs> um, what, what's been the biggest thing that you could um, encourage someone else who is maybe maybe struggling with not knowing how to be there for someone else who is walking through something, um, whether it's trauma or loss, um, just trying to grieve. Um, but maybe they are learning how to grieve with them. What does that look like and in, in from your perspective of... Because obviously there are times that I'm not nice and I, I take out some of my frustrations and anger and um, not even really necessarily anger towards um, the person and the situation, but more so of like, probably more so anger towards myself and the process I I think is where a lot of my anger comes from. I get frustrated at myself that I'm not where I want to be and that the process is not a quick fix. Um, I think it all comes down to one word communication. I mean, honestly, as you were asking that, and uh, the beauty of this podcast is we have no idea what the other person's going to ask, so we mm. we get fun questions. We've done that in the last episode and this episode as well. Um, but thinking through that, uh, th- this thought of get out of your head, 
mm-hmm. and talk to the other person. For me, the the most dangerous times have been the times that I was stuck in my own mind mm-hmm. because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to put anything else on you yeah. as you're walking through this process. But I've had to learn that I've got to get it out of my head because that's the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Satan loves when my thoughts start running wild and and vice versa. He will he will straight up tell me that hey this is all your fault. This is you've done this. She's she's gone. She's done. She's she's given up and mm-hmm. she's not coming back. It's, it's wild crazy scenarios that that you and I have discussed and you're like no that's not even close to a possibility. Uh, I would encourage you, you've got to communicate. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got to relay those fears to one another because if not, you will not support them the way that you need to support them. Um, I am better when we have talked about it, even though you're in the midst of struggling with something or you may be uh, processing this or, or doing whatever there in this journey I am far better, and I've told you multiple times, I'm okay with your anger mm. as long as I know it's not at me. Yeah. Uh, and and so I challenge you, if you are walking with a loved one through this, whether it's a significant other, whether it's a family member, communicate, 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 because... Because you're processing it too. Yeah. Like it's not, so even though like, and I'm not saying that like to put guilt back on the person that's that's grieving through a trauma either. But, like, I have to recognize that you are also walking alongside me and you're, you're grieving and you're trying to figure out all the same things that I'm figuring yeah. out, but a different way because you don't even know how to be there for me. Yeah. And so one thing that, like, we've done is, you know, in different things that you go through and different things that, that I go through through this process is, you know, what does support look like for you in this? Like, how can I help? What yeah. do you need from me? And even in those moments of asking that question of like, you know, if I'm if I'm in the midst of a panic attack and I'm, you know, anxious and I'm going crazy and I feel like the whole world is caving in on me. I make loud noises. You, no, you do not. <laughs> I, you know, a lot of times you'll ask, what do you need from me? And it takes me to what, it takes me to a point in my head of like, okay, he's asking me what what do I need? What do I need? And in this moment, sometimes it's just I need to be alone. Sometimes I need you to hold me. A lot of times like I just I, I tell him, I'm Long like, hugs. I just I need you just to hold me and to know that I am safe and I'm okay and I'm here. Sometimes I just need to go for a run. Yeah, <laughs> or to go for a walk, and I need to get it out. Um, a lot of times, I say I just need to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I need to get away, away. Um, but that usually never happens. But um, it does sometimes. It does sometimes. Yes. Um, but a lot of times for me, I want to run away, yeah. and so I have to figure out how to be here, and and for him to ask, "What can I do for you here?" knowing that I can't run away. I've got to face my fears. I've got to face this situation. I've got to face these feelings because for me, I don't want to feel because feeling's hard and, yeah. and it hurts. And if I feel what I'm trying to feel, then I feel like I'm back in that same trauma 
and I'm not, and I know that I'm safe. And so if I know that I'm safe with you in this moment, whatever that looks like, I already know, okay, he's giving me what I need right here in this moment that's safe and under control. Yeah. So thank you for that. And that that is, the it, it is, it's so big. Communication for anybody to walk through uh, a journey like Allie has been going on that we have been going on together. Yes, together. Uh, our entire family is, is on that journey. Uh, for us to be able to do that, it takes so much communication. And our mm. communication has been so much better over the past year and a half or so uh, as we've walked through this because, like I said earlier, it's one of those, I can take a lot, especially if I know that what you're feeling is not my fault. If I know that what you're going through is not because of me, then you can do whatever. Because in my mind, I look and go, hey, this isn't my fault. You can yell. You can get upset. You can be distant. You can be a lot of different things because I know it's not something that I did wrong. Mm. And and that's one of those things that we have communicated. So for those of you that are helping or those of you that are afraid that uh, your friend, loved one, significant other is feeling distant, communicate those things. Mm-hmm. Let them know that, hey, I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying to do this. Talk these things out because if you don't talk about it, you not only will you be walking a, a journey, you're going to be walking it alone. Yeah. Uh, and nobody and wants to do that. you already feel that way. Yeah. You already feel alone. So even just the idea, like I can't tell you how many times like I've just looked at Josh and I'm like, I am just trying and I don't know what I'm doing. I just know that I am trying and it sucks. And sometimes that's all I feel like you need to know, yeah. but it helps me communicate the fact that I have no idea what I'm doing and I have no idea what I'm feeling. That's me every day. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and just knowing that I'm still here, I'm still showing up, I'm still trying to work through all this process and I can give value to the fact that I'm showing up. Well, and the thing about that is, and one of the things that I tell you oftentimes and want to encourage other people with is when you're still showing up, you're still moving forward. Mm. Uh, you are still Even when it pushing, doesn't feel that way. Even when it doesn't feel that way. Do not, you cannot get on this journey and base everything off of your feelings because those Preach. feelings lie to you <laughs> on the daily. And so... Just know that if you're still showing up, you're still moving forward and and you're right where you need to be. And and this journey that you're on, it may not be easy for a while, but it's still a part of your journey. It's it's still a part of where you're supposed to be. And so let me encourage you, uh, whoever's listening, whether you're the one who feels like you are walking through the mess right now or you are the one who is trying to love one in the middle of their mess right now, it's going to be okay. Keep showing up. Keep being there. Keep moving forward. And everything's going to be okay. You're going to make it through this as long as you keep moving forward. Mm. Don't quit. This is not the time to quit, to give in, because guess what? One of these days, this is going to turn into a beautiful, an absolutely beautiful story that you're going to get to tell. You're going to get to share this with someone, and you're going to be able to encourage them on their journey because of what God is doing in your life right now. Well, and I think this kind of goes back to what we said in the beginning of like not wanting to tell it because then it becomes real. But I think when we do tell it, 
we get to write the ending. Yeah. And that's, that's when we take the power back. That's when we take the worth back. That's when we take the value back. That's when we create the positivity is when we can recreate our narrative. We can recreate our story. We don't have to allow someone else to write it for us anymore. We can own it and we can create the ending. He's already designed that. We have to trust that on the outside, like it's going to be good and he's going to use it for good. So if we don't ever tell it, then we can never give it the proper ending that it needs. Yeah, and we we have to we got to be willing to get there. And some of you are not there on your journey, and that's okay. But one of these days, you're going to be blessed with the opportunity to have a story to tell. <laughs>